started recording, I did all of the animals' least favorite thing in the house, which is the vacuum. Um, <laughs> everybody hates it except Crumb. Crumb is like neutral. He, I think, at this point, he trusts that I'm not going to like plow him over with it. But mm-hmm. every other animal like still stays in the same room, but they all like run from end to end of the room trying to dodge mm-hmm. where it's going to be. <laughs> and like to the point where I'm like, you can just go like you can leave. You don't have to stay here to to make sure it doesn't get you like this isn't a really good instinct on your like part. Run away. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? So that's is that what they do? They avoid. They're yeah. like, I'm not going to because, yeah, because P hates it as well. But she in true form her method is attack yeah so she runs at it jumps on it and <laughs> runs away and then runs again smacks it runs away like she's telling it off yeah. what is so funny animals and the hoover it's like, like you see me holding it right like i, I what, what is <laughs> this to you oh yeah you call it the hoover what is it to you I yes call we call it the, the hoover you call it the hoover <laughs> Yeah, I was hoovering, but it doesn't. Yeah, it, it sounds uh, like I'm trying really hard to sound British as well. <laughs> hoovering, <laughs> Va- yeah, a vacuum is just to me a vacuum is like you know like a like like a blank like a black hole right. like, <laughs> like a vacuum. In that's space. the only time I would use that word. <laughs> or if I'm va- I guess vacuum pack. Like oh, vacuum pack. interesting. Yeah, but yeah, no, we hoover. We yeah, hoover <laughs> yeah, they she hates it as well. Yeah. Um, and I too wonder like. You know it's me. Mm-hmm. You know I'm safe. <laughs> Why do you think suddenly <laughs> that that changes? Oh, Crumb uh, also recently learned that he likes being blow dried with when he's <gasps> after the bath. Does he? Yeah, he. I because they've been anytime I turn it on, it's loud, it's scary. But I, I like got Crumb because it was really cold. I, I gave them a bath at night, and I was like, I don't want you to go to bed all cold. Um, and so I like showed it to him, and at first he was like, I don't know, but then he just laid down. And he let me just dry his hair with it. And he was loving it. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Like he was having a little spa. Yeah. Not Cricket was like a hard no. He was like, you're not getting anything yeah. near me. But Crumb was like, all right, this isn't so bad. It's kind of warm. I can just, I see that for Crumb. <laughs> yeah. You know, I see that for Crumb. Like, like one of those, yeah, like in his middle age, <laughs> even though he's still so young, yeah. but he's, he's middle age. Yes. And it's like, you know, and it's like my dad in his middle age has become one of those men that like likes to get pedicures, yes. you know? It's like, that's what Crumb is like. He's like, yeah, I can, I can get used to this, this treatment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which actually, I think we're recording this long before, but I think this is, this episode will come out right after Crumb's birthday, maybe? We'll see. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, we're about to enter Pisces season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Very exciting. Well, we'll circle back on that because it's too early for me to begin planning a birthday right now just know if if you're listening to this i am still planning something i didn't forget (laughs) (laughs) well i mean we're as we are recording this in advance yeah um it's your birthday in two days it is my birthday in two days i'm going to disneyland that is a great way to spend your birthday i'm (laughs) really jealous do you have any intentions for this new year of your life goodness no 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 (laughs) (laughs) No, <laughs> just just continuing just to be. Yeah, maybe I'll as I'll, you are. Yeah, um, just trying to finish some projects is my main thing that I keep procrastinating. But yeah, such as relatable. Like, yeah, <laughs> do the do the pets have any anything? They're like in this new age, mum. Mm. We need you to 
I mean, I think Crum Crum is sick of he's I so he's still on his little diet where I give him salads at night. He's sick of it. He's not. <laughs> I tried to give him his broccoli last night, and he was like, "No, I, I, <laughs> it's not what I was barking for." Like I thank you, but and I keep trying to trick them. Like I put a bunch of peanut butter on it now to see if that'll entice the the salad, and he was still like, mm, "No." No. Still kind of just looking no. for a food, like a meal. <laughs> this is thanks though. So that's probably his his what's the, the the birthday equivalent of a New Year's resolution? His birthday re- resolution, I guess. Yeah, for you. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, that is fair enough. Yeah, that's what he's <laughs> he's manifesting that for you this year. Yeah. He's like, please, <laughs> no more vegetables. I'm done. It I really <laughs> feel like he was humoring me at first because I was like, he loves them. And now he's like, okay, I I tolerated them, but like that's we're done. Like mm. maybe yeah, the novelty is well and truly <laughs> worn off. For yeah. him. He yeah. like he no longer cares that he makes little cute noises when he eats a carrot. He's like, I'm done, mom. Like no. <laughs> uh, this is comfort creatures. Also, yes. Uh, today we're we're gonna try starting a a new I think gonna be a regular segment um, on animal companions. So if anyone has pitches for cute names for that segment, let me know because I didn't mm-hmm. think of one yet. Um, because we originally were just going to do like a, a one-off episode. But as we were looking into all the different types of animal companions, there's too many. There's no way we could cover even like uh, the fraction of them in one episode. So we're going to have to just talk about them all the time because they're so and They're cute. all great. They're it's, all so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. And then um, we also have a Ready Pet Go from Hannah. And, you know, whatever else we end up talking about. Cool. What sparked this yes. was that I saw a TikTok <laughs> about um, these penguins that, and I am now going to overthink the way I say <laughs> penguin because um, Michael, my boyfriend, showed me a video of, well, we were discussing this video and then Alexis just showed it to me. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch saying penguin wrong. And yeah. Michael pointed out that I say it like Benedict Cumberbatch does. <laughs> and so now I'm making a real effort to say it correctly. Um, to be fair, penguin. in that video, he says penguin. Like, yeah, he, he, he gets it very wrong. It's very wrong. less wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so penguins <laughs> in Australia... There, in a like on a small Australian island, mm-hmm. there was a colony of penguins that were being demolished by foxes, um, which is very sad. Yeah, um, because you know there aren't that many penguins left, and we know that foxes need food. Yeah, but, but it's still sad. Still, it's very sad. <laughs> um, and so a farmer came up with this idea that he would set guard dogs to scare off the foxes and look after the penguins. And I love this so much. Yeah. And it has been made... So this story was made into a movie in 2015, I think. I mean, I think you can probably get it online if you're interested, but I think it was mostly a local release in Australia. The film is called Oddball. And it's, yeah, it's very cute. The the poster is a big gold lab with like a teeny little penguin on its head. It's adorable. Um, So, yeah. They are known as um, fairy penguins yeah. because they're the world's smallest. They're tiny. Which is just even cuter. They are so little. They're just so little. Apparently they stand at 30 to 40 centimetres tall. Oh. So teeny tiny little babies. 
Let's see um, what that is in inches for for okay. Oh that's, yeah, uh, thirty centimeters what is, is eleven inches for eleven inches for everyone over here. So just under a foot. Yeah, like really little. It really, but little. yeah, there used to be hundreds, and then the foxes got to them, which is very sad. Yeah, and so apparently they had eight hundred penguins originally, and then it ended up that there were only four. So the foxes what? were full. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. So they ate seven hundred ninety-six <laughs> penguins, oh my god. which is so sad. <laughs> like really sad. Oh, wow. Okay. Eight hundred down to four. Oh. So, um, yeah, it, and yeah, they really went for it. <laughs> Apparently, foxes are thrill killers. Which is not something I knew, but kind of makes sense. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they're thrill killers. So uh, in two nights, they killed 360 birds. Oh my God. These are some murderous foxes. Sorry, this is all getting a bit my favorite murder. Like, yeah, this, this is, is crazy. These are some serial killer foxes. Thrill killers. Like, like that's a spree right there. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy. Okay. Um, really sad. Yeah. So they were like, right, foxes, you got it coming. <laughs> yeah. So they got some dogs mm-hmm. um, because they didn't want the fairy penguins to be wiped out. Yeah. But basically in the same way that dogs would guard, like, um, I think it was a chicken farmer that came up with the idea and in the same way that dogs would guard, oh. like, hens and, and chicken coops yeah. and foxes. Really cool. So the dog the first of several to be used on the island, Middle Island, was called Oddball. And that makes, which is why the film yes. is Oddball. Uh, and yeah, apparently Oddball went in and he he, he changed shit up. <laughs> he really <laughs> let them foxes know who was boss because it changed the hierarchy of the island. Foxes can hear, you know, dogs barking, they can smell them. So they back off a little bit. Yeah. And then after Oddball, um, there are some more that more dogs were introduced. And since Oddball and his other, you know, his his rookies that he trained yeah. ten years ago, not a single penguin has been killed Whoa. by a fox on Middle Island. Not <gasps> one. So and not only is it the cutest thing yeah. ever, but the the dogs were successful. <sighs> and the fairy pop the fairy penguin population uh, has started to rise again. They're now back up to over two hundred. Which is really exciting. And this article that I've seen this from was a few years ago. So, yeah. you know, hopefully now there's even, there's even more than yeah. 200. Yeah, and like it's, we'll post pictures, but like seeing the little dogs next to the tiny penguins, is so it's cute. so cute. They just like so, each other. So cute. And they feel safe with the dogs. Um, oh, it's so good. Oh, they are really little, aren't they? Yes, <laughs> it's really cute. So sweet. Um. <laughs> So in this, we were like, we have to look up every single uh, animal animal companion story possible. Um, and obviously mm-hmm. there are one million. Um, so we're just going to do a couple more. And then next time we'll do even more, et cetera. Um, the next one I want to talk about, though, is a, a chicken named Mabel, who originally was supposed to be a chicken that was, like, going to be eaten. Um and she was injured. She, I think a horse stepped on her foot. And so the family was like, oh, this poor chicken, we'll bring her inside. Uh, and obviously, whenever that happens, she became their pet. Um, but 
around that same time, their dog had a litter of puppies. And immediately, as soon as the big dog left, uh, as soon as she could, she started roosting on top of the puppies and keeping them warm like <laughs> eggs. And she just loved them. She would just go take care of them whenever the, the mama dog would leave. And oh there are God. all these little photos of like the puppies in a basket with little Mabel on top of on top of the puppies, <laughs> keeping them warm. And they were just saying they all love it because they just, you know, it works out. She's like a, li- a living hot water bottle for <laughs> them. It's so cute. Oh, my God. Talk about mother hair. I know. That's right? so sweet. And just to immediately, like, I guess apparently it was like the moment the, the mom dog left, she was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm moving in. <laughs> Time for my shift. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so cute. I yeah. love that. Should we do one more? Yeah. She's so cute. And then another one that I really loved um, is an ostrich and a giraffe mm. called Wilma and Bee. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just like, firstly, just love that they're called Wilma and Bee. Yeah. Like, just really, again, we'll post pictures, but Wilma and Bee are two old gals having a natter. They are spending their time together. They are putting the world to rights. Yeah. The way they sit together, and obviously they're both so lanky <laughs> and so elegant looking. And just in my head, they they perfectly epitomize like, like gals at lunch. Yes. You know, like, yes. like their life is one long gals lunch. Absolutely. Do you, I guess, I think this is maybe just a, you know, say something. Do you have the the like the ladies in the red hats thing in the UK? What do you mean the ladies in the red hats? It's I I think there's an actual name, the Red Hat Society. Um, and no. it's like women. I mean, if we do, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's women who I think it's fifty and up, and they like will just go to like fun lunches together, and they all wear red hats and like purple tops. Um, and just do what? fun little like they have their book clubs or like they go to lunch and I don't know anything else about it but it's whenever you see it it's very obvious because a bunch of women in red hats come into the restaurant you're working at and you're like oh my god wait so is it a thing like the Women's Institute like is it like a, yeah. like well, a society I mean, it's, okay. for it's, women that like red hats the Red Hat Society is the official name um, and I think it's just like a social club but it's That's like pretty hilarious. big. Yeah. And they do activities and like have, you know, like I think they probably do like fun little conventions and stuff across the United States. But it's really oh my, cute. And That's I amazing. Think and about, yeah, it totally yeah. sounds like Wilma and B. Wilma and B would be definitely in it. Absolutely in the Red Hat Society. Yeah. That's exactly what they've got going on. That's that's their exact energy. Yeah. Um, it's so cute. I do like the idea because there are some people that are like, is it romantic? Mm-hmm. Is it like, do we have sapphic leggy animals here? <laughs> um, either way, I'm here for it. Yes. Like e- either way, these two gals having gal time mm-hmm. gives me joy. Yes. And yeah, apparently they're just best mates. They like spending time together. So- um, they're at the at Bush Gardens in Tampa Bay in, mm. is that Florida? Yeah. 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 I think that's what, yeah. Um, and, but they, they share a pretty big enclosure. I think it, it's something like 70 acres. So they're not like being thrust together. They just yeah. seek each other out it's and so like to hang. Cute. They were like, oh, you're my buddy. So cute. I'll see yeah. you Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have a, we found a lot of these, but also if you have favorites, send them our way. Cause this, like, I truly could talk about animal companions for it. Like every new one we yeah. find was like, Oh no. And look at them. <laughs> they lay together. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs>
Since the dawn of time, man has dreamed of bringing life back from the dead. From Orpheus and Eurydice to Frankenstein's monster, resurrection has long been merely the stuff of myth, fiction, and fairy tale. Until now. Actually, we still can't bring people back from the dead. That would be crazy, but the Dead Pilot Society podcast has found a way to resurrect great dead comedy pilots from Hollywood's finest writers. Every month, Dead Pilot Society brings you a reading of a comedy pilot that was sold and developed but never produced, performed by the funniest actors from film and television. How does Dead Pilot Society achieve this miracle? The answer can only be found at MaximumFun.org. Hello, dreamers. This is Evelyn Denton, CEO of the only world-class, fully immersive theme resort, Steeplechase. You know, I've been seeing more and more reports on the blogs that our beloved park simply isn't safe anymore. Mur murdered them? I'm gonna wreck it. They say they got mugged by brigands in the fantasy kingdom of Ephemera, or hijacked by space pirates in Infinitum. I mean, I could have a knife. My papa said that I needed to do a crime. Friends, I'm here to reassure you that it's all part of the show. These criminals were really just overzealous staff trying to make things a little more magical for our guests. We're just as safe as we've always been. This isn't a county fair, dreamers. This is Steeplechase. The Adventure Zone. Every Thursday at MaximumFun.org. We have another Ready Pet Go this week from Hannah who shares their experiences of traversing the pond. Yes. Which obviously we love here. Yes. So... <laughs> Ready, pet, go. In 2013, my family decided to move from Minnesota to the Black Forest in southern Germany. Our family at this point included my parents, me, aged 15, my two younger siblings, 13 and 9, my dog Patch, aged 5, a rescue Chow Chow Labrador mystery mix. The cats, Boo Boo and Rosie, littermates with tabby markings, were two. Wow, that's, that's a big move. <laughs> yeah. In preparation for the move, we had to file a ton of paperwork for Patch, the dog, to go through customs and significantly less for the cats. Patch needed a passport, a health checkup, a large kennel for the plane, and for safety we needed to book a flight on a day that wasn't too hot because he would be sitting on the tarmac with all the other luggage coming onto the plane. We are moving in August from Minnesota, which is humidity incarnate. Flying international can get complicated when animals are involved, so we couldn't fly into the international airports closest to our destination in Germany due to animal laws and customs issues. So the Charles de Gaulle Paris airport was the cheapest and would actually fly patch on the same flight as my family. The cats were much less stressful to deal with. The vets in Minnesota had given us calming meds for them, so we weren't too concerned, but we were nervous that they might escape the soft carriers if they were given the chance. The day of the flight was warm, but not melt the dog hot. So we said goodbye to Patrick Cargo Warehouse and headed into the airport proper with the bare minimum to start our lives in Germany. One special note is our tickets were buddy passes through Delta. So my dad and I were bumped to first class while my mum was stuck in economy with my two siblings and two cats. None of us really slept much on that eight hour flight that left us jet lagged in Paris at 7am. My sole concern upon landing was finding Patch and making sure he was okay, and he would be. But little did we know that the journey to find him would take an extra five hours. In that five-hour Scooby-Doo chase, here are some complications we ran into. My mum pulled her back out, lifting carry-ons out of the overhead. Our plane docked on the absolute furthest gate from the baggage claim and exit to the airport, so we had to walk all our carry-ons, cats and backpacks to the baggage claim and car rentals. 
The two car rentals we requested were not ready, so we were given slightly smaller models. So we had to Tetris our bags and family into two little cars. Two hours after landing, we had our cars and could now look for Patch. When we asked the airport workers, they gave us a map with no labels and said to go to this building. The map was an outdated layout of the Air France cargo warehouse industrial village. The next three hours was the family driving in circles between unlabeled buildings, walking in and asking in broken communication to anyone who would see us. We spoke English, German and maybe a handful of French between my parents. The French employees refused to talk anything but French to us. Sounds like CDG. (laughs) And we happened to be searching through noon and we got to experience French lunch break and getting no reception from anyone for that hour. Reaching hour five, we found one of the multiple import shipping buildings and where they were holding patch. Before we could enter, we had to turn around and go to a different import building to pay import taxes on the dog, roughly 100 to 200 euros. Finally, we could release Patch from the clutches of Air France. (laughs) When we were finally reunited with much barking and fanfare, we found he had soiled himself sometime in the last 12 hours and had definitely not been let out to release himself. He had not been fed any of the kibble in a bag we had taped to the outside of the extra large kennel we had to buy for the sole purpose of sending this boy across the ocean. The blanket he had soiled his kennel in was my personal handmade fleece blanket of decent sentimental value which we put in the kennel in hopes he would find comfort in my scent as he travelled. We ended up throwing the blanket away because there, were no way, because there was no way we were going to put a pee blanket in the rental cars for our long trip to Germany. So they were driving. They flew from Minnesota to Paris and then had to drive from CDG to Germany. Germany. That without pets sounds awful. <laughs> oh, my God. We had to throw the kennel away as well because it wouldn't fit. And there were no roof racks to strap it to the roof of the rental cars either. So that was 50, 40 bucks down the drain. But we now had everyone and everything assembled together and ready to drive a highly jet lagged family from Paris to Germany. We then put our complete faith in the rental car's GPS and chose the fastest, in quotation marks, <laughs> route that didn't use the busiest roads. What should have been five hours resulted in a 10 hour tour of every back road in France. (laughs) Every back road France had to throw at us. And every three-ish hours we had to stop and let my mum rest because of her wrecked back. Here is how the pets fared during that road trip. Also, I should say like when you're driving through France, it's just toll after toll after toll. Like there's so many stops, you know? Oh my God. (laughs) Rosie enjoyed all of it. She was roaming free all over the car and watching the road climbing the steering wheel and as she perched on the stack of luggage she rested her paws on my dad's shoulder as he drove (laughs) adorable boo boo hated it all staying almost exclusively in the shallow litter box we gave them lodged near the car ceiling patch was indifferent to the trip but every potty break became a test of recapturing the cats into their soft kennels so they wouldn't flee into the french countryside (laughs) and then letting patch out of the trunk trying to get him to pee only for him to be sniffing everything and refusing to get back into the trunk afterwards nearing the end of this trip we eventually arrived at our new house in germany around at around 10 at night and the landlord didn't show up to give us a key to the empty house so we had to stay with friends in town that first night a fitting end to a chaotic journey. I'm frankly amazed that they made it un- like unscathed. Like if I tried to do do that journey with my cat, I would <laughs> blood would be drawn. <laughs> As a family, we couldn't talk about this experience for about a year because of how stressful and horrid it was. I bet, but we all survived and laugh about it now. 
The only lingering effect was poor Boo Boo. He used to be an indoor-outdoor cat who would hunt mice. Since the move, he's afraid of the outdoors and only makes small journeys to the patio when he's feeling brave. He has settled into a prolific cuddle cat to my sister, living the day life in her room, and in the night, he dons his brave boy attitude and runs around the house stealing socks. (laughs) Even though Patch passed in 2019, we still have the cats who are fat and happy, living the grand life in Germany. I love my pets, and I'm glad we brought them with us. But holy hell, the process didn't need to be so bad. <laughs> Thank you for reading. And if you do end up sharing this, feel free to edit it down. We never would. Mm. I have many short stories that I might send for future Ready Pet Goes. Please do. This one is just the most insane. You gals are delightful and are doing amazing. Have a good one. Thanks. <laughs> um, best regards, Hannah M. Hannah! Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the reason we couldn't edit it down was because like we didn't want to not do justice to the odyssey of a journey you <laughs> had to survive. Uh, like, ah, oh, just power to you, power to your family. What a feat of endurance! Yeah, power to the cats. Uh, Rosie sounds like a bad bee. Like I'm here for <laughs> Rosie, just being like, how exciting! What an adventure! Yeah. Look at the countryside. Oh my god! Yeah, just also on top of like. The, the added pressure of being with your family in closed uh, vehicles for that long and then everything Literally. going wrong. It's just so much. It's all the most stressful thing yes. in one situation. Because, like, moving is stressful. Moving internationally is really stressful. Yeah. Doing anything with pets outside of Ugh. your immediate comfort zone is stressful. Doing yeah. anything with kids outside of your Ugh. immediate comfort zone is stressful. Doing it all. Yeah. With, with a language barrier. Like with a language barrier, with like, and look, I Paris is like my favorite city, but yeah. Parisian people aren't always the most helpful. I'm just gonna say it, particularly <laughs> in the airports. Like transport in Paris, there they can be really, really unhelpful. <laughs> so I can immediately see how an exhausted American family with kids and animals, yeah, talking to a someone who works at CDG would not go well. Like oh I can just imagine that already. Yeah. Um, like good job wow you guys you're amazing Um, I bet after you got there you were like well no backsies (laughs) you you will better adapt real quick because we are not going back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, yeah if you have a ready pet go that is also a a a journey I would say Uh, love it Yeah. yeah you don't just have to describe your pets you can just tell us a story I love that um, you can email them to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org um, or, you know, whatever. Send them however you feel like it. Um, also follow us on Instagram, Comfort Creatures Podcast, uh, at Sea Creatures Pod, uh, on Twitter, um, Discord, join there. A lot of good good stuff going on there. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Is that it? I think so. I think we did it. Yeah. You start the, you start the end part this time. Okay, <laughs> I've been Ella McLeod. I've been Alexis B. Preston. <laughs> MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.